Cartels are exploiting Indian reservations to get into America, and our federal government can't be bothered to stop it. Hey, y'all, it's Sarah Carter from The Sarah Carter Show. I just got back from two trips to our southern border, and I want to take you inside a huge hotspot where thousands of migrants are coming into America every day. I was with a member of the National Border Patrol Council when the Border Patrol nabbed multiple illegal migrants who were breaking U.S. law, and I have the exclusive audio. For all this and more, subscribe to The Sarah Carter Show on your favorite podcast app. Welcome to the Three Martini Lunch. Grab a stool next to Greg Corumbus of Radio America and Jim Garrity of National Review. Three Martinis coming up. Very glad you're with us for the Thursday edition of the Three Martini Lunch. We have good, bad, and crazy martinis for conservatives today. And Jim, our good news, and our crazy news actually, uh, is connected to the uh, war between Russia and Ukraine. And the good news uh, is really good, and hopefully uh, it it continues. Uh, The Ukrainians, over the past couple of days, launched a major counteroffensive against Russian forces. And the good news is, it seems to be working. Uh, Here's Richard Engel on NBC News uh, referring to a map that he insists was uh, not classified, uh, showing that uh, these large red Russian pockets uh, were getting chipped away at by blue progress, which is Ukraine on the map. So since you can't see it, you kind of need that to know that as he explains this. But he says that there's a lot of optimism uh, on the Ukrainian side that this is going about as well as can be expected. And they obviously hope it continues. But what's interesting about this map is all of these blue spots, and there's quite a few of them. These are all areas that have been captured by Ukrainian forces, recaptured from Russian territory or from Russian troops just over the last 48 hours, with many of them, particularly here uh, in, in this sector, over the last 24 hours. And this, they say, is the biggest counteroffensive that they've seen since the start of the war, the most blue that they've ever had on this map. And they're finding it very encouraging. And of course, one of the reasons it's encouraging is because they're pushing back uh, that perimeter around Kiev. And so uh, the Russians are now uh, further away, which is obviously good. Also, Ukraine uh, reporting that it struck the Russian-occupied port facilities in the Azov Sea city of Berdyansk Thursday, setting off a large fire and destroying a Russian ship as the war entered its second month. Uh, The port has become a major logistics hub for Russian forces, and footage from the area showed smoke billowing from the birthing area, and Kiev said the attack destroyed uh, the Russian Navy landing ship Orsk. So, uh, Jim, uh, we'll take good news on the battlefield and beyond uh, wherever we can get it. And so uh, the Russian performance thus far has been thankfully underwhelming, and this counteroffensive seems to be at least meeting, if not exceeding, expectations. Greg, for a couple of days now, the Ukrainians have been saying, we're launching our our counteroffensive. This is going to be a big deal. We're going to drive the Russians back. And, you know, every army that is in this kind of situation, every government that's in this kind of situation is going to want to say, we're not knuckling under, we're winning, things are going great, etc. There's always a chance that this is spin. And we should point out that Engel is getting that from Ukrainian military sources, Ukrainian municipal sources. Um, obviously, so there's a possibility, all right, maybe this is, certainly this is the Ukrainian side of the story. This is how they see it. And they can point to these spots on the map and say that they're winning. I think what's significant is you're now seeing uh, NATO allies say, is saying they're seeing the same thing. Russian forces were 25 to 30 kilometers away from the center of Kiev, and now they're in the neighborhood of like 55 kilometers away from Kiev. So that's almost doubling the distance. They've lost quite a bit of ground. By the way, just for the, you know, separately, I, I love the way that 
Ilya Ponomarenko of the uh, Kiev Independent characterized it. She's got a couple pictures there. And the, the headline is, Russian landing level Orsk is now going to meet SpongeBob. Uh, a very good way of putting sinking into that. And separately, again, you know, Pito does not have a perfect vision uh, of all this stuff. We talked earlier in the week about the report from a Russian pro-Kremlin tabloid that said that nearly 10,000 Russian soldiers had been killed. Um, right now, NATO senior military officials are telling the Wall Street Journal the number of Russian casualties is somewhere between 7,000 to 15,000 killed. Uh, then you throw in the number of wounded or taken prisoner or missing, it gets up to 40,000. Um, oh, by the way, they also think Russia may have lost 10% of their equipment. Um, these numbers are really, really bad for Russia. And this is a, a testament to a furious and hellacious counterattack from the Ukrainians. Uh, and so now the idea, like, look, first of all, the, the scenario of the quick Russian victory is looking unlikely. And now maybe the possibility of a slow, gradual, bloody, but, you know, uh, just bludgeoning the, the Ukrainians into submission week by week, month by month, that may not be in the cards here for Russia. So this is, you know, by that standard, this is about as much a good comeuppance as we can hope for, uh, for the Russian forces there. Obviously, you know, continuing reports of bad morale, frustration, uh, troops abandoning their posts, abandoned equipment, stuff like that. So look, you know, obviously all of this stuff could change in a New York minute, but if you wanted to see the Russian military fall flat on its face, Putin get embarrassed and to see free Ukraine continue. Um, this is going pretty well. This is going about as well as you could hope. We will see how things shake out for the you know coming days, weeks, and months, though. Yeah, it's going to be a, a long fight. Certainly a lot longer than we thought it was going to be a month ago. I believe today is exactly the one-month uh, anniversary of the... Um of the the Russian invasion, and so uh, the fact that the Ukrainians are still standing, they're still fighting. Obviously, millions of people have been displaced. We're doing, I think, what we can, weapons wise and so forth. Zelensky obviously wants more, but there are certain risks certainly that go along with that. And so, hopefully, we're helping him uh, put together this counteroffensive and to push the Russians back. So, uh, you mentioned morale. Uh, with the Russians, and we'll get to that in the crazy martini because it would appear in a number of different ways. Morale's not good, both uh, on the battlefield and even even beyond. But uh, Jim, uh, in the meantime, uh, more good news to talk about, and that's the quality products available from our sponsor today, Quip. Look, brushing teeth is critical to your overall health. Yes, your oral health, but uh, good oral health uh, makes a big difference with the rest of your overall health. Plus, you just feel better knowing that you've got a good smile and uh, just healthy gums and teeth. Uh, it really does make your life better. And so Quip, of course, has the fantastic brushes and the floss. Uh, and it even tells you as you brush uh, when to switch sides and tops and bottoms, and it couldn't be easier. The Quip electric toothbrush is loved by more than 7 million mouths. It has timed sonic vibrations with 30-second pulses to guide a dentist-recommended two-minute clean. It's got a lightweight and sleek design, enjoyed by both adults and kids, with no wires or bulky chargers to weigh you down. It comes with a multi-use travel cover that doubles as a mirror mount for less clutter in your bathroom, and reusable handles with a range of sleek metal hues, including the best-selling all-black and all-pink, as well as bright plastic colors sure to make a pop to your bathroom counter. Are you on top of your brushing? You can upgrade your Quip with a new smart motor to track and improve your brushing with the free Quip app, and you can earn amazing rewards like free refills, products, Target gift cards, and more. 
We have used Quip in our house. Uh, I told you a long time ago, uh, the one they originally sent for me that my wife stole and, and used and loved, and then they sent me one, and I loved it, and uh, now my kids have them, and uh, brushes we actually bought once they came out with the Quip brushes. Mrs. Karambas was listening to the podcast and said, hey, that's a great idea. Let's get them for them. Kids absolutely uh, love the Quip toothbrushes. So if you go to Quip.com slash martini right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's right, your first refill free at GetQuip.com. Dot com slash martini spelled g-e-t-q-u-i-p dot com slash martini quip is the good habits company all right well let's talk about some more good news and that's for patriots where you can find them at fourpatriots.com slash martini and find all the great deals including getting a free solar panel with the purchase of the patriot power generator 2000x as we always say with four patriots you need to be prepared because you just don't know when the power is going to go out the patriot power generator 2000x worth its weight in gold because it has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run all the big appliances like your fridge your freezer and medical devices comes with 12 outlets including four ac plus two usb-c outlets that can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug never needs gas thanks to that solar panel fume-free silent and safe 100% 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Visit 4patriots.com martini to get your Patriot Power Generator 2000X with the free solar panel included. Plus, get free shipping on orders over $97. Save more and get peace of mind now by going to the number 4patriots.com martini. That's 4patriots.com martini. Hey, this is Todd Herman, host of The Todd Herman Show. You might have heard me on Rush Limbaugh's show. I was a regular fill-in for about eight years. I now do a show out of the high mountains of free America because, you know, I got exiled from Seattle. Google Gemini correctly predicts the present day. Mind control matrix. The internet, television, even our phones wouldn't just be distractions, but tools used to manipulate the masses and suppress critical thinking. I said that correctly. Check out The Todd Herman Show every day on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Jim, on to our second martini. Now, it's not a bad martini. I said we had good, bad, and crazy. We actually have good, good, and crazy because the second good martini is that uh, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas appears to be doing fine. And that's literally all the news we have on this. TMZ, of all people, caught up with Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer outside of Cafe Milano in Washington, D.C., popular spot in the nation's capital. And um, they asked him a couple of things. They asked him what he thought about the confirmation hearing so far. And he completely demurred, saying, uh, that's their affair. I've had mine. So he's already got the beach and the golf course uh, in front of his mind uh, with just a couple months left in his term on the high court. Uh, And then uh, he was asked how Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas was doing. And he simply said, he's fine. Uh, Breyer was talking through a mask, so it wasn't a very long or detailed conversation. As we reported on Monday, uh, Thomas was admitted to Sibley Hospital in Washington, D.C. late last week due to flu-like symptoms. Turns out he had an infection, which uh, doctors, uh, according to the Supreme Court statement from Sunday evening, uh, seemed to be treating effectively. They said the symptoms were abating. Uh, The Supreme Court would not say, as of, I believe, yesterday, whether Thomas was still in the hospital, uh, but with Breyer saying he's fine. Uh, would at least suggest that whether he is in the hospital or not, uh, he's clearly headed in the right direction health-wise. So, Jim, always good news when we hear uh, that uh, certainly Clarence Thomas is on the mend. Greg, this is one of those uh, uh, news items I can find a good, a bad, a crazy angle on each one of them. Obviously, the fact that Justice Thomas is fine, or at least that's what Breyer is telling us, that's about the best news we could possibly hope for. 
uh, and, you know, hope he makes a quick recovery. I, I think it's bad or at least a little bit unfortunate that, um, you know, there was that initial assessment that he'd been hospitalized. But based on the he should be out in a day or two, I think that would have been like Tuesday night. Uh, and we've heard nothing, at least as of this recording on Thursday morning. Uh, that's obviously he's been in the hospital a day longer than expected, maybe two days. And the Supreme Court didn't have any updates yesterday. And I just kind of feel like considering uh, Thomas's importance and let's, you know, obviously there's some Americans who aren't fond of him, but a lot of us are. And we want to make sure he's doing OK. And so I don't know. I understand the annoyance. I understand that he wants to keep his privacy. But all in all, for obvious reasons, we want to know he's doing OK. And we want to know that he's going to be back on the bench, you know, hopefully sometime soon. So I can't uh, begrudge him his privacy, but I do feel like, you know, for a figure of this importance, you can't begrudge anyone else for being really concerned, really interested. He's getting up there in years and they say it's not COVID, but, you know, as you get up there in years, any infection can become a, a serious issue. And finally, there is a crazy angle to this, Greg, because it all began with TMZ was outside Cafe Milano <laughs> and asked of Stephen Breyer. So TMZ is on the Supreme Court beat. Uh, Greg, who saw that coming? They'll talk to anybody outside an airport uh, or a club in L.A., but uh, yeah, that's kind of odd. I've seen the, I've seen videos uh, from them talking to politicians when they land at uh, Reagan National, but I've never seen them just trolling downtown cafes and restaurants. So uh, I guess the pandemic really is over, even though Breyer was, was there with the masks. So if you can just chat people up on the street, that's probably a good thing, right? You could probably get a lot of good, useful information, or you just establish a bug at certain tables in Cafe Milano. You're going to get a visit from some government agencies, some alphabet soup <laughs> agencies, and they're going to be storming Cafe Milano and a bunch of other places. They'll uh, say, how dare you put listening devices there? That's our job. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, uh, Clarence Thomas, I hope you are getting better and uh, some confirmation from the Supreme Court. Would be nice if he is still in the hospital or if he's still recovering at home. Uh, get him some good bedding, even better bedding than he probably already has. Get him a nice pillow, get him some nice sheets, towels, mattress topper. All of it's fantastic. And right now, fantastic deal also on the MyPillow towel set. Uh, Six-piece towel set, regularly $109.99, now only 39.99%. The MyPillow six-piece towel set is made with cotton grown right here in the United States. Now, some of the towels might feel good, but they don't absorb well, or maybe they absorb well, but they don't feel good. They've got that lotion-y feel. Well, every MyPillow towel is made from proprietary technology that makes them highly absorbent and soft to the touch. Every set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. The sets are available in a variety of colors and sizes. The towels are machine washable, and they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a one-year limited warranty. For a limited time, get the MyPillow six-piece towel set regularly $109.99 for only $39.99 with the promo code MARTINI. Visit MyPillow.com slash martini or call 800-874-0104. You'll also find deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow Giza Dream Sheets, and so much more. Get your six-piece MyPillow towel set for only $39.99 today at MyPillow.com slash martini. Or call 800-874-0104. MyPillow.com slash martini. All right, Jim, on to our crazy martini. And as promised, we are back to the situation in Russia. We mentioned morale was bad with the forces. Mentioned just yesterday that uh, Putin's climate envoy decided due to his opposition to the invasion of Ukraine that he's out. 
not just out of the government, out of the country. He's gone. Uh, unless Putin finds him, that could not be good. Uh, and then uh, we also have a vanished defense minister, I believe. I don't think that one's voluntary, though. It could be a result of the less than successful invasion from the Russian perspective. And now Putin's yacht, the Scheherazade, has no crew. Uh, New York Times with the story, Russian crew members on a mysterious $700 million luxury yacht that U.S. officials say could be owned by President Vladimir Putin of Russia abruptly left their jobs and the Tuscan coastal town where it is undergoing repairs a couple of weeks ago amid scrutiny of the vessel, local union leaders and workers say. The crew members had been fixtures in the small town of Marina di Carrara since the fall of 2020 when the 459-foot-long yacht arrived at a dry dock less than four months after being built. No owner has been publicly identified, but I guess there's reason to believe uh, that it is connected to Putin. This week, the research team of Alexei Navalny, the Russian opposition leader, published a video in which it argued, based on a 2020 crew manifesto, that a dozen of the Russian crew members either worked for or had a connection with Russia's Federal Protective Service. And the team drew the conclusion that the yacht must belong to Mr. Putin or some of his closest aides. So, Jim, this is uh, more comical than consequential, I would probably argue. This is a private yacht somewhere on the Tuscan coast rather than uh, on the battlefield uh, in any sort of uh, significant way. But it does show uh, potentially that um, we got a Russian leader who's got less and less support by the day. Listeners, before I go deep into my answer, I just want you to take a moment and appreciate Greg's exceptional pronunciation skills. From the Sherazad to the previous discussion of Berdyansk, and uh, the Azov Sea, which, by the way, you know, I thought it was Azov maybe, but no, no, like the, like the Azores, but no, no, it's, it's much more like the we're working our mm off uh, pronunciation. Just by, just phenomenal job there, Greg. I want to make sure you salute you. you. And you don't realize how much effort Greg puts into making sure he pronounces all this stuff right. I, on the other hand, will just wing it and hope that I get it somewhere in the ballpark. <laughs> um, so the, the first thing that kind of jumps out of this is uh, you thought there was a labor shortage bad here in the United States. Well, not even Vladimir Putin can find somebody to work on his, his yacht. That's when you know there's a really severe labor shortage. And I kind of marvel, you know, Greg, we've been complaining, on, you know, because we're, you know, aging and we're Generation Xers. Oh, Generation Z, Generation Millennials, they don't have a work ethic. They're not committed to work through these their jobs. They'll just walk off the job. You know, it's really bad when you're willing to run the risk of walking off the job of working on Vladimir Putin's yacht. Right. You see what this guy does to dissidents. You see what this guy does to everybody else. There's a report that the defense minister's out and stuff like that. Walking away from a job on Vladimir Putin's yacht is really, you know, I, you almost have to admire the gumption for somebody who says, OK, that's it. I can't tie down the lines and swab the decks anymore. And then finally, I'm just kind of marveling. How is it, Greg, that there's a $700 million yacht in Tuscany and nobody is 100 percent sure who owns it? <laughs> like, they just kind of figure it's like, you know, vehicle registration. You'd have to have it registered to somebody. So, I mean, maybe it's front companies and various cutouts and stuff like that. I, I'm kind of surprised Putin is, doesn't have the philosophy I have with my friend who has a boat. Whenever I talk to my friend who has a boat, they talk about the enormous amount of upkeep and work and always cleaning it and always fixing it. And it's constant means. In the end, if you someday want a boat or want to buy a yacht, dear listeners, and by the way, I hope, Greg, we don't someday have a yacht company as a sponsor on this podcast, because then you'll hear me change my tune really fast. <laughs> uh, but you don't really want to own a boat or a yacht. You want a friend who owns a boat or a yacht. That way you get to go out, you get invited, you go out, you get to enjoy the boat, but you don't have to do any of the work of maintenance or paying for any of the maintenance. So I, I figured that was Putin's arrangement. The idea that Putin uh, chose to purchase a yacht 
Uh, when I was writing about the oligarchs earlier in the week, the short version is when you see somebody, when the government seizes a yacht of some criminal, very often within six months to a year to a year and a half to two years, that yacht is in really rough shape because the government's like, hey, we're not doing any maintenance on this yacht while we're uh, you know, impounding it. We're not spending taxpayer money to keep this thing fine. And of course, the criminal or the person who's had it seized doesn't want to spend any money on maintenance because they can't enjoy it because the government seized it. So uh, what happens is nobody takes care of it. And then within a while, it ends up being, you know, a very fancy luxury yacht that needs a lot of maintenance and is overdue for a lot of repairs and stuff like that. So um, all in all, I think this, you know, purchasing a yacht may be the second biggest strategic mistake that Putin has made in recent weeks. <laughs> First one being the invasion of Ukraine, but you know that's which is a lot bigger, a lot more consequential. Buying a yacht shouldn't have done it, Vlad. What were you thinking? Amazing, a public servant's got seven hundred million dollars. I'm sure all that. Russian government pays a lot better than you think. Boy, you know, (laughs) four hundred fifty-nine feet. That's one and a half football fields. Uh, That's that's a long. That's a long boat. Anyway, Jim, uh, I like your philosophy, though. Find somebody else who's got. (laughs) It's a lot easier that way. Uh, Jim, have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow, Greg. Jim Garrity, National Review. I'm Greg Columbus, Radio America. Thanks so much for being with us today. Uh, do subscribe to the podcast if you don't already, and tell a friend about us as well. Thank you so much for your five-star ratings and your kind reviews. Please keep those coming. Uh, big help to us. Get us on your home devices. All you have to say is play 3 Martini Lunch Podcast. Follow us on Twitter. He's at Jim Garrity. I'm at Dateline underscore DC. Have a great Thursday, and please join us on Friday for the next 3 Martini Lunch. The mainstream media doesn't cover some of the most important news of the day. I'm Byron York from The Byron York Show. In my latest episodes, I discuss what Joe Biden's low poll numbers could mean with midterm elections around the corner, the door Mitt Romney is opening by accusing another politician of treason, and how the White House spin on inflation is known as the Putin price hike. Don't forget to download and subscribe to my daily No Chit Chat podcast to hear me expose and dissect the news of the day. Politics to public issues, I never shy away from the truth, subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.